This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. It only takes one small shift in awareness to create a big healing change. What we think, how we feel, and what we do have significant impact on our immunity and whole health. It is the small things we do consistently that have the greatest impact on our life. What we value directly affects how we move and take care of our bodies. Therefore, the first area of foundational exploration is our personal thought processes, and then how that translates into physical action. We will peer into ourselves to get clarity on what we want and need, observing our habitual patterns and then applying new, helpful ones based on science and yogic sense. Clarity on what is needed, as well as where the challenges lie, are key for this successful journey. Clarity on what you want to cultivate and what you need to clear creates a synergy with positive results. Valeria Tellis interviews Melanie Salvatore August, the author of Yoga to Support Immunity, Mind, Body, Breathing Guide to Whole Heal. Former comedy writer, veteran yoga and meditation teacher trainer, Reiki master, mama of three, and also author of Fierce Kindness, Be a Positive Force for Change. Kitchen Yoga, Simple Home Practices to Transform Mind, Body, and Life. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania of an Italian-American family, her voice is warm, inclusive, practical, and filled with joy for life. With her early years as a classically trained actor, comedy and theater writer, producer, and teacher, she creates offerings that cultivate joy, personal growth, and freedom, elevating everyday challenges, humor, and spirit into one. She is the founder of the Fierce Kindness Organization, Mel Well Classroom, and you can join Mel daily on the acclaimed Yoga Works at Home platform. Meet Melanie at melaniesalvatoreaugust.com. Here's the interview with Melanie Salvatore August. In your own words, who is Melanie Salvatore August? A being of light. There, there it is. <laughs> no, you know, I really, I, I, I can see through you know that all the extra stuff that is me you know uh grew up in pittsburgh pennsylvania italian american like you know all the personality stuff but um but that that is the, the truth of it you know i love that and i'm wondering how you arrived or how did you come to this realization that you're a being of light um it was a deconstruction a deconstruction um, and uh, a path of a lot of tears, a lot of tears and a lot of um, this isn't right. This, this isn't right. Uh, 
and and through that coming uh, slowly, I could call it the the yoga tradition, the yoga practice, um, or or even more general spirituality, um, or studying many different uh, philosophies of of ways, um, listening to many um, teachers who had found peace. It was through that that journey very slowly and and you know at one moment feeling free of the circumstances of my life, free from the circumstances of expectation and my personality. And then uh, it being three seconds and 10 seconds and one minute, and 20 <laughs> minutes and, and one hour. And, you know, and then suddenly it's like, ah, oh, I'm in there. I'm, I'm actually here observing. Um, and of course, it doesn't stay forever. Um, you know, I'll forget. I'll, I'll I'll be in my kitchen and and in the full tilt of <laughs> circumstantial <Yes>. drama, <laughs> and I'm able to come back to like ah okay, this is cool. <laughs> what is the meaning? How do you describe the journey of healing? Or is there a destination? Is there a moment where we are, let's say, like you, you mentioned, we are free? And there's no more healing to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful question. Uh, healing, healing is, in my perspective, um, a connection to the whole. It is that unified, non-dual uh, state or a flow state. Um, and and an act of moving in the flow will in my experience, align the different layers of who we are, you know, the, the mental, emotional, the physical. Um, so in that aspect, you know, can't, I, I feel my hump, you know, my humble perspective right now that healing, as long as we are still in this body on this physical plane, um, enjoying the ride of this experience there is always more unity to remember or or flow to realign to like i think that's that's the joyful journey or not joyful but that's the journey of this this uh thing that we're in is there a purpose do you believe is there a purpose of the human experience again from my my humble vantage point i feel like the purpose is to remember the unity Mm. or experience all the different aspects of what may feel like um, uh, disharmony or um, separateness to come back to a place of wholeness, um, wholeness with source energy you know whatever you want to call it or 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 i can even put it in different terms but i believe it's the same thing to come back to love and that is a tough one isn't it a challenge for us perhaps with the mind to understand to really grasp that it it is possible to accept everything unconditionally have you had this experience before melanie of accepting yourself and everything else as it is unconditionally yes Yes, yes. And it is a process. 
It is a process. There's no center in a way. There's no uh, place to stay, really. Everywhere is home, isn't it? What is your idea, as of today, of balance? What does it mean to you? Right, right, as of today, you know, um, as of this moment. Um, I often think of this this analogy, and I've before I even had real words to express myself. um, So, as a much younger person, um, I think of this awareness coming like even before my teenage years, so early, um, was that I walked in two planes at once or in two worlds that I would have one foot in a physical present reality that seemed like everybody agreed upon. And then I had my other foot into a uh, I'll call it spirit or a, a non-physical reality that I was also very, um, very in, in there and very present in. And, and then there came a time where I was mostly 99% in the physical world and felt a lot less connection to the non-physical world. And I was in a lot of pain, a lot, a lot of pain feeling disconnected from such a big sense. Um, so in a roundabout way, this answer for uh, balance is really balancing those two spaces. Uh, I could even call it a heart space and the physical, um, uh, even the agreements, the agreements that Lisa and our, our social, like here we are, Uh, in in the u.s or whatever whatever the social (laughs) agreements we have with other humans this is the reality that we're agreeing upon Mm -hmm. um for me balance is having those yeah so embracing everything again going back to that embracing life as it is right as it flows even if uh, from that perspective as you call it non-physical with spiritual perspective, the other one looks very off and false, but embracing that too and honoring that too. Yeah, I call that unconditional love, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see, Melanie, I do have a few more questions for you, the warm-up questions. Yeah, let me ask you this one. It's a fun question. What do you love most about being in a human body? <laughs> eating. Oh, eating. Oh my God. My husband will love that that one, that answer. <laughs> That's his answer. I love eating. Um, <laughs> and I love seeing. I love seeing like the light in the sky and the trees and the um, oh, but I like I like smelling too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and touch is nice as well. I, yeah, I I think probably all the senses. <laughs> yeah, exploring them. That's funny when you said eating. I'm like, oh, my husband. That's because he always says that. <laughs> so my last warm up question for you is freedom or liberation. What is your idea of liberation? And maybe I can use even another word that's out there: enlightenment. I know we talked about. A being of light, but I wanted to ask you this specific question about freedom. What does it look like to you? Um, and it it is definitely tied into that um, forgetting 
Um, well, I can tell you what bondage feels like. <laughs> and bond, bondage feels like forgetting that that I am light, and forgetting that I'm unified in the unconditional love and field. And that I, uh, so that's what bondage feels like to me, and it's um, feels contracted and tight, and um, I'm f- fearful. Um, freedom feels to me like expansive, <coughs> excuse me, expansive. Hopefully I didn't cough right into your ear. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, expansive. It feels, um, it feels warm in a comfortable way and it feels safe. Um, so when I feel truly connected to that, uh, light, which I call enlightenment, and that, which for me often feels like a pure strain of joy, like um, a charge of joy moving through my being, uh, then I feel free. I mean, this always makes me wonder about the forgetting piece. It seems like that this is also part of the dance of life, or whatever this is, is also forgetting and and kind of embodying everything and just using the senses and completely forgetting about what's out there. (laughs) Or maybe not. Yes, I love your answer on that too. You wrote the book, Yoga to Support Immunity, Mind, Body, Mm -hmm. Breathing Guide to Whole Health. So talk to me for a moment, Melanie, about the main inspiration and the intention of writing your book. Uh, First, thank you. And um, the the intention was uh, that I have I experienced a lot of healing um, over a series of years, and that um, it's a joy to share it with others. It's a joy to see or experience them find their own way with it because it, it looks different for each of us. Yet there are tools that, you know, because I say the book is full of tools. So, so I, I wrote it to share um, because it's fun to share and it's fun to see people heal. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It sounds very selfish. It comes right back. Like, you True. Know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mm. really, I, you know, I know we all have our own like hitting bottom. Um, but there was a point, even though yoga was very much a part of my life, it, it, it was not uh, as integrated as it could have been. And it's still in a process. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still a student. Um, but uh, I hit a, a bottom um, when I had, you know, three kids under six and one was an infant and, um, you know, I, I had uh, autoimmune issue that I'm still healing from and, and just literally being on the floor, on the floor, can't get up. I'm so tired. My body hurts so bad. Um, and kids to feed and, uh, you know, n- husband at work and, <laughs> and work to do too, like lots of work to do and just being like, okay. My mind is so negative right now. Like, what, 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 how can I help myself? And so I had my own kind of, uh, what's the word I want to say, where I I stepped in 
and and said things have to change and here we're going to do it one tiny little micro habit at a time because you can't handle any more and uh and then slowly but surely and and now i i say that I, I feel super blessed and i'm thriving you know not that i don't have imbalances but um i i wake up uh rested and ready to go and uh, have resilience and endurance in a way that I just wanted to share. How did you discover yoga, Melanie? Um, well, you know, I was, um, that's such a wonderful question. And I, I wish it was so easy like this. But, you know, I think I came, I came to yoga through being really, um, attracted to um, the mysticism. So um, I come from very intuitive women, very, <laughs> very. And so it was always part of our family, you know, um, there was things that just were kind of passed on. Um, and so I was curious about that. And so I would go to the Walden bookstore, uh, which was our our, you know, main bookstore in our mall in, you know, outskirts of Pittsburgh. This is, this is the early 80s. Um, you know, I was like 10, 11. And I was able to like sniff around. There was a tiny little section that they called New Age. Yeah, right. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I can imagine. Right? And, um, and so, you know, I would sniff around. Uh, you know, all those different books. And there was one by Shakti Gewan. And, you know, it was yoga. It was how to calm the mind. It was how to use affirmations and how to meditate. And um, and so slowly through that book and then through others, I I started to, to practice. Um, the physical postures didn't come until uh, in my twenties, but the, the philosophy, the understanding, um, without it being named yoga came much earlier. So your book is filled with, which I call it, and you have called to in your book, healing practices. That's what it is. Lots of them. Thank you again for doing that, taking the time to do research and just putting yourself into it, like openly and giving yourself to others, being generous is a very generous work. You say yoga is a way of living, a guiding sense of loving wholeness that directs my thoughts, actions in my days into joyful presence. I love that joyful presence. That's what you have. <laughs> That's what you are uh, now. So the connection between yoga, resilience and immunity. Talk to me about that. How do we learn to understand the integration of those three components? Hmm. Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think of um, just kind of, and I know it's been used in many different areas, <laughs> non-spiritual. We're stronger together. We're stronger together. We're stronger together. And I feel like we're, our whole being is stronger together. So those layers, when our mind is in harmony and our emotions are in harmony with our breath and our body, and that is in alignment with our essential nature, you know, what we truly want on a consciousness heart level, um, we're, we're just 
more resilient. It's it's we're all together, back to back, right? We're all Im- immersed. And so I feel like it's the same way here in this, which sometimes may feel more um, unclear. Like, you know, we ask ourselves, who am I? Or, you know, we think, well, I'm a, my body. Well, that's just, you know, that's just one uh, aspect of us that is kind of like the final manifestation, you know, if we can say final. Um, uh, lack of better words, the most artificial or superficial, not artificial, but superficial layer, though it's so important. The body hurts. It's very hard to connect into that other layer. So it's all interdependent and independent and, and, and connected. So I want to bring those independences together and and bring them together in that wholeness, which is yoga, right? Which is that that unified in harmony, you know, all the parts were yoked together. I love the way you say that yeah, the whole being is stronger together. Yes, of course, it makes so much sense. I wonder the when the disconnection happens or the imbalances happen is that something that we're choosing consciously melanie or just it's life being life and it happens we just need to be somehow prepared to bring them back into balance oh that's such a good question you know i feel like we innocently choose <laughs> i feel like we in, we very innocently choose you know maybe when we're around two we're one, around 18 months, we very innocently think, oh, gosh, this, this, this connection I have or this, this desire I have doesn't fit with the rest of the system. And for me to get what I want, you know, at three and at four, and at, you know, we just, we keep learning like, oh, I need to put that aside um, to, to survive, to be a part of this whole um I, you know, I try to remind myself with my my own children um, that you know their their natural state of desires or their their natural tendencies are very inconvenient, <laughs> very, and and um, and that also too there's an aspect of those uh, tendencies that are their natural soul tendencies that are their soul gift to the world. And that it is it is part of my job not to squelch it, and 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 not to um, really force them to divorce from their soul. Um, so I mean that's a much longer, right, more detailed conversation. But I I think that you know it's in innocence that that happens, and then it's a conditioning um, that's a part of the process, I believe, of being here with others. Yeah, when you talk about the soul's desires and the journey, as some people call it, yeah, that makes sense to me. If there is that component of the self outside of the body, before the body, then it has an agenda, right? Or had one. And that would be a tough one to disconnect from. Talk to me about the purposes, the purpose of physical postures in yoga, mm-hmm. the breathing mm-hmm. exercises, and also meditation, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, f- for many of us, you know, uh, that the body is what we know. So, um, 
so it's important, you know, I, I, I start with like a, a kind of a press preface of the mind and a pre- preface of kind of like looking, let's get clarity, you know, on what you want, why you're here, <laughs> you know, what, what, and, and, and what do you do in all the time, right? Habitually. Um, and then, you know, the, the asana, um, that, that, that's not to push away that mind stuff, that mind stuff, super important and essential to, to really be effective in what, what we're going, what we're doing and where we're going. Um, that said is that, um, you know, we are doers, um, you know, we're always in action. Even our heart is always in action. We can't really be inactive. It's not possible, um, to stay alive here in, in this plane. Um, so we're doers. And I feel like the, the asana and the physical body, which, you know, if I say elbow, I think most of us go, yeah, elbow. And we could put our mm-hmm. hand on our elbow and be like, yeah, got it. Elbow, right? Mm-hmm. So we start there. We start there. Um, it's, I think it's the most accessible place to start. Um, it also is like a cookie because for many of our, you know, our uh, value systems, for many of our judgments, like, yeah, oh, good, strong body flexible body yeah. i'm happy you know what i mean it's mm. like i want that right yeah. that's a that's a that's a good cookie we yeah. can have that that's, yeah. that's one yeah. we can obtain um you know and then uh-huh. also super important is that when the body feels good the mind can be quiet and when the body's in a lot of pain it's very very difficult to go into the more subtle layers not impossible but difficult so so start we start there with the asana um and then, you know, once we get the body kind of, the, we, we we give the mind a cookie, yeah. okay? The mind's yeah. like, yay, I, I, I'm exercising, right? And then we put, the, the, we get the body kind of, we tire the body out a little bit or get it balanced. Okay, good. Right now it's balanced. Then we can go to those more subtle layers like the breath, Um which shifts our nervous system. So now we're we're working at a, a little more um, uh, in depth layer, a little more difficult to access, on, you know, generally, um, and uh, and through the nervous system, then moving our our subtle prana, that subtle light that moves through the circuitry of our of our physical body, um, and, and and then from there, and then that. The, the being quiet, what's like tuning, if, if this whole system is like, you know, like a radio, we're just tuning a little bit more to hear the song of our heart, to hear the song that is our consciousness. Um, I would like to know your perspective about yoga becoming this exercise practice. For most of us, it has been advertised in such a way too. How do you feel sure. about that, Melanie? Sure. Um, I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not, right? <laughs> well, because um, uh, uh, because it's it's just such a helpful practice. And I think it's, uh, you're, it's able to meet people wherever they are and they can connect to it wherever they are. And it has a way of working whether you understand the philosophy of it or not you know just just as it just has a tendency to to quiet the mind and help the body and um i you know i trust that when people feel better they'll do better and uh so yeah like i don't i i feel like there's 
there's many ways for for many peoples and you know whatever they want to call it um i think that that's cool in your book i love the way you define yoga in so many instances you, you talk in different ways um, you say self-study is the foundation of our yoga practice. So self-study, self-knowledge, which is I'm very much interested in that. And then uh, the ways you defined yoga. Yoga is skill in action. Ultimately, it is a practice of doing, doing intentionally with awareness. Beautifully said. Yoga is experienced when we quiet the inner dialogue to witness our true self. Yeah, would that be the soul as well, Melanie, or not the soul? Is it a different piece of this? You know, I know if we talked to uh, uh, yogi masters, those who have studied um, the very intricate yogic texts, and I have done my share of studies, but I'm talking, you know, our real masters out there, um, there, I know there is um, believed to be uh, uh, designations and and difference, but for my for my simple joyful healing, um, I I I say yes. You know, it's the soul. It's it's your observer. You know, um, whatever you want to call it, like just just that 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 one that's not constantly changing, you know, that one. Would you also give the name of God? Is that, uh, the word's not acceptable, but what would you say if somebody, yeah, uses true self as being that entity of God, separate from themselves? I, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to say uh, that, uh, that God source, um, you know, in the tradition of yoga, it's, uh, it's, ocean in one drop. So, you know, and I think of God being the ocean and, and, but we are not one drop of the ocean. We are the ocean in one drop. It's a little different. Um, and, and so, so yes. Uh, um, and you know, in the yogic tradition, I, I, it is about God. God is in the yogic tradition. And I believe that whether you call it God, love, pure energy, uh, consciousness, whatever, unbound uh, potential, whatever you call it, any of us, um, it can be connected to it in the same way. And I feel like that's the universal, reversal kind of uh, appeal, right? It has been said intuition is nonverbal. That's a way to access those subtleties, you know, the inner wisdom through intuition. So that's nonverbal. I mean, it could become verbal, but some of the messages are not easily explained. We cannot easily describe um, what that is. And also, you say yoga is not a religion. It is a practice and a philosophy of living. Yeah, a lot of us, I used to think that way, that yoga was a religion. It's a philosophy, right, Melanie? Not a religion. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So your book is divided, it's very rich and generous, as I mentioned earlier. 
beautifully written, so clear, so many exercising practices. I have to go back and read it again. You have part one, clarity, part two, detoxification, part three, integration. Would you like to give the listeners just a, a little bit more information about each part of the book and what it, it tells? Sure. Um, you know, in this aspect, if, if we don't know our why and we don't know our what, you know, yeah. the, the place of I don't know, um, that not that that can't be fertile, but it's 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 our 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 foundation. Right. So the, the first uh, part of the book, which I would say is, you know, it's for everyone and it's um, it's hopefully accessible to those who may be completely new to the practice. Um, uh, I, I, it's a layered approach. So, so this aspect of really, let's take a look. Um, what is it that, what is it that you're calling in? What is it that you want, you need? Um, and, and how do we, how do we harness the mind uh, and then harness our actions to help you get to what you want. Um, so it's that very, you know, kind of um, first conversation. And then with that, you know, let's take a snapshot of what's happening. So how are you sitting all day long? How are you sleeping at night? In what position? We're just talking the body, right? So what what are your daily habits, thought habits, physical habits, um, and let's just take a look. Which ones seem to be helpful? Which ones are seem to be unhelpful? Um, where is choice in this? Um, and where, you know, where does it all sit? So really taking a look at that. And then we start to use our physical postures to steady the body. Let's get the body steady, balanced, then the breath, let's get the breath, let's understand how our lungs work, how the nervous system works. Now, I try not to overload with uh, too much, um, you know, I, I know at times it could ride that textbook line. And so it's not a textbook, but it, I, I give enough of the science in the background. Right. So it's like, it's good salesman, yeah. good salesmanship. Like, yeah. just so you know, <laughs> this is what you're doing here, right? Yes, yeah. And and so, so you're like, oh yeah, all right, then I'll do it. Um, yeah. So, that's really part one. Um, that then that leads us to like, okay, now where are the challenges? Like, yeah, that's all. That's this is all fine and good, and I'm still having resistance. I'm still um, experiencing some form of suffering or disharmony or what have you. And so that's where the detoxification section comes in. Um, so there are three parts, and so that's part two. And, um, and, and looking at it, like we need to make space, right? We, we have to clear out to expand and make room for what we're calling in. And, um, so less about like, here are your bad habits, let's change them and more about, okay, here, here where the challenges are, how can we fortify what's working, right? To literally let those die out. Right. We're not going to give them our attention. We're going to acknowledge them. And then now we're going to re we're going to redirect. So it's a lot of habits. How can we redirect and how do we then help the body do that too? 
So there is definitely a lot. <laughs> I laugh because it's like, you know, there's, there's poses on defecation, right? There's, there, it, it, this is about, this is about moving it. We got to get this out of the way. We got to clean out the body, right? Um, and also emotional detox, you know, the vibration and sounds um, that we can use with our pranayama and um, our mudras and our, our, our kriyas. I put kriyas, uh, a lot of kriyas in the book, um, which are cleansing techniques. So it's like, how, how do we um, get what's out that's sitting underneath the surface, surface and, and clear it? And then three... Three, that aspect. Three is a little more complex. I would say to my my healer friends, my yoga teacher friends, right? Um, I, I, it's good for everybody, you know. And that part three is it starts to become um, really where you're weaving multiple strands together, and hopefully they're coming together for you. Where there is that aspect of. Um, um, starting to run a little bit. You learn to walk, you, you learn to, to get going, and now you're really going. Um, integration, so you can focus on what is important and focus on what you want at any given time and day. Uh, freedom, that you feel connected to the light and, and freedom to choose, and you feel a surge of energy through you that you can direct it where you want it to go. Um, and so that kind of closes our integration and then, and then there's kind of like this, how do we, how do we put it all together and keep it together? Um, which the final chapter is, you know, I share my personal story. Like this is a snapshot <laughs> in my day as mundane, like, wow, Mel, you're really boring. And so that, and so that's the book, like how do you, and now, now go, yeah. go. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rich, though. It's I have to go back to it. It's a very rich work. Thank you so much, Melanie. Oh, Again, thank you. for that. You also include in your book how to prepare to engage in yoga practices, which is mm -hmm. interesting. And so talk to me for a moment. Um, the reason why this is important. Mm. Um. How we, our intention, how we step in uh, will often um, guide the rest of the journey. Not always, right? But from this perspective, um, and in, in the book, I talk a lot about um, having a, a, basically a positive vision and intention about, so every tool starts with, you know, connecting to your intention. And, you know, I give you some help on how to bring that into uh, a visual, bring that into how that feels in the body and also how to use words for it. For example, I am healing. That's one that I use in the book. So when we step in with intention and we have what I'll call a positive mental rehearsal. Like I come from the theater world. So it's a rehearsal, right? In my head, I see it. I see it before I do it, which is the way we do all things, whether we're realized or not, we see it within our mind's eye or we have an intention and you know, like I have to use the bathroom. I'm going to put my feet over the side of the bed and I'm going to go do it. Right. Um, so 
so it's really kind of breaking that down and that process of uh, thinking and then doing with finesse. So it's also for the aspect of um, building a habit. So I'm hoping that because, you know, I'm very busy, you're very, we're all very busy, right? So it's like, I'm not saying, okay, an hour and a half every day, do your yoga practice. I'm saying, what are you already doing? What is an automatic habit that you already have? For example, I always get out of the bed and I always go to the bathroom. I mean, not very glamorous, right? And then from the bathroom, I go to the kitchen. It's clockwork every day. I don't think about it. I just do it. My body is on autopilot. It's within these moments, there are rich opportunities for us to then do our practice. And then that practice become autopilot in a way, in a a wonderful way. Us very awake and present with our intention, but not something that it's heavy lifting to do. And we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Um, you know, the, the only thing that I... First, thank you. Um, thank you for the work that you do. And, and thank you for sharing with your friends. And um, I consider your friends my friends, all our friends, right? Everybody's we're friends. Whether we've met or not, we're friends. I'm rooting for you. Um, I just would love to take a moment and help all of our friends breathe deeply into their belly, which I call a full, complete breath. So it's, it's a one tool that I hope that, you know, I always, in the book, I ask people to go teach somebody else, teach somebody else, um, cause it'll help you and it'll help them. And it has a ripple effect. So, um, you know, if, if you don't mind, is it okay if I do that? Okay. So, you know, wherever you are, um, friends who are listening to us, wherever you are, you know, if you can put your feet f- firmly planted onto the floor and even out your bottom of your sitting bones, of your butt, great. If you can't, just shift your seat so you feel in symmetry and you just feel your body upright right? So you're not rounded in the spine. And then once you have that, just tilt over a little bit, if you can. I mean, if you're driving, don't do this, <laughs> right? So so you're, whatever, you know, how go as low as you need to. So the, the bottom of your belly is touching the tops of your thighs. So you just get a little pressure in the low belly. Exactly. And then Direct the breath through your nose. So when we breathe through the nostrils, we begin to cultivate nitric oxide, which is a very helpful chemical reaction that happens in the body that helps open up all the passageways. So we're going to help expand the lungs. We're also going to move blood more efficiently. So it's, it's pretty magical. So breathe through your nose and fill up your low belly until you feel your belly press onto your thighs. Now, imagine as you're slowly bringing in the breath that you're filling up a bicycle tire. So you filled up the front part, but now the sides of the tire fill up and all the way into the back fills up. 
And if you have the freedom to do so, take your hand and place it. It'd be near your kidneys or your adrenals, right at the back of your bottom ribs. And just put a little pressure there. And then just keep sipping in the breath through your nose and fill up that bicycle tire all the way to where your hands are in the back. That's a full, complete breath. Nice and slow. This breath is a superfood. This breath will help open up the back of the lungs. It will help massage what's called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is very important for our longevity functions. So it's like a little magic breath, little magic button. And the more we do it, the more our stress will reduce and the more uh, our immune system will boost, our hormone function will balance, our digestion will improve. In this time of COVID, it is an amazing help for stagnant back of the lungs. Mm. And, you know, maybe Mm. just kind of sit upright and just notice if you feel any different. Yeah, it's very relaxing. It's the foundation for healing, isn't it? Relax, yeah, and just be, pause. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Thank you for for doing it. Thank you for doing it. And, you know, may it become our default. It could be our default breath. You know, that if you can do it every day, do it (laughs) once an hour. You know, oh, wow, what changes will happen? Yeah, what a wonderful reminder, right, for myself. I have not done any of this in a while. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it makes it makes such a big difference. So, Melanie, I have one more question for you. <laughs> <laughs> this time, set of two, one. <laughs> what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? That love is real. That we are connected, all of us. And that there is a process to trust that process. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm in all the places. So MelanieSalvatoreAugust.com. There's lots of resources on, on my site. Um, I teach weekly, uh, almost every day on the YogaWorks um, uh, platform for yoga classes and meditation and pranayama. Um, I also uh, am on, you know, like the the Instagram where all the kids are, you know, the Facebook, you know, um, in, Insight Timer. I, I just recently joined the the ranks of some of the yoga teachers on Insight Timer, and that's super fun. So I'm around, and you can always email me. People, you know, just um, I'm never too busy to uh, to support a healing journey. So I'm here, and thank you. Thank you, Melanie. So we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Melanie Salvatore August and her work, please visit MelanieSalvatoreAugust.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org podcast. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now.